What's up, y'all? Guess what, y'all? They still working your girl. They still working me. And it's like, what did I do? What did I do? I worked so hard yesterday, y'all. Like, my back was on fire. But my knee held up. I'm proud of that. I'm so proud of that. Um, Yeah, man. I worked so hard. I was, like, looking for other jobs. I mean, I ain't going nowhere, but I thought about it. Uh, it was it was real, though. I bet it'll die off soon, and I'll be back to being bored. But today was a decent day. Today was a better day for my offspring. And life seems to be back. You know, you just got to trust God. You know, I heard today that um, don't be afraid is mentioned 365 times in the Bible. So, you know, that's got to mean something, you know what I'm saying? God is speaking to us. So, you know, I'm really trying to work on that, work on my trust in God and and all that good stuff, because that's really all we got, man, when we're going through. That is really all we got. Let's see what else we got here. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm laughing at an email. Pretty funny, right? Um, I hate when I like check the emails and then when I'm talking to y'all, cause then I'll be like, I see a bill come through like, huh? Property insurance. What y'all fools talking about? You know what I mean? But, uh, let's see here. Actually, I'm about to look at this bill. While I'm looking at this bill... Let's continue chit-chatting with y'all. How was y'all day? Did y'all get any deals today? Because I did. Um, This whole thing they do now where they make you like check to make sure. Let me text your phone. Like all these checks and measures every time. But I ain't mad at it. I guess I got to do what I got to do right. I mean, I don't want nobody to fraudulently pay my bill. You know, where would that be? And mind you, this is just a freaking property insurance insurance bill and car insurance. Gotta love it. All the ripoffs in life. You know what I'm saying? But thank God that he will restore my finances after I pay these bills. Amen. Uh, let's see what we got here. L.A. federal judge has ordered Nicki Minaj's husband, Kenneth Petty, to serve up to 120 days on home detention for making threatening remarks toward a specific individual while in the company of somebody with a criminal record. That is really stupid. Um, I've seen this little beef that uh, Nicki Minaj's husband was doing, and I th- everything they do nowadays is publicity stunts, but clearly the judge ain't playing, so he probably might want to sit down somewhere. A Kentucky man died in the emergency room after being stung 15 to 20 times by a swarm of yellow jackets and bees. Dang, man. He was moving a bag of potting soil. Jeez, man. I'm up here complaining about work and then there's this. Um. We don't want to really talk about politicians.
Let's see this news story. And I heard a, a screeching. Saw that between a screech and a whistle. I said, what in the world is this? And I heard a boom. In my whole house show. White says he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't call anybody. The first thought came to me. I looked at my spot. Should a meter right come out of space or something? <laughs> I said, well, if the airplane it needed to be reported, but the thing was flying just the F-35B airplane wreckage created an extensive debris field. The wreckage is located off Old Georgetown Road. Military security is very tight with numerous red and white signs. On uh, My man, like, and I reported on this yesterday where the pilot, like, ejected from the plane and they couldn't find the plane. But I hope my man, like, gets, like, some money for this because I that's emotional distress. That's, that's a lot of stuff going on right there. Let's see what else. Today marks the the anniversary of um, when Martin Luther King was stabbed in a Harlem department store with a letter opening. He survived that one. He got stabbed by some 40-year-old mentally disturbed woman. Martin was already knowing people was after him, and I didn't ever even know he had got stabbed before. The New England Patriots fan who died at a home game Sunday was punched in the head twice before their medical emergency. Dang. They be getting crazy at these games. Yeah, um, Mana's, there's rumors that Kim Kardashian could be dating Odell Beckham. Wouldn't be shocking, even though I could have swore Odell Beckham has a whole family, but it's never stopped the Kardashian before, huh? <sighs> with extreme weather caused by climate change, Greece is on the front lines with unprecedented flooding and wildfires hitting the country. I can't get enough talking about Deion Sanders. He plays again on Saturday. I can tell you, they put on a good show. I will tell you that. Why is Newark Airport trending? Um, said the mills in Newark Airport are very expensive. Can't find a burger that costs less than $7 there. Airport food is expensive, period. I don't know. You know, when you go there, it is, it is, you're going to spend some money and the food is not going to be good. I've never went to an airport and be like, Ooh, that was so good. Like it never in my life, even the ice cream doesn't even take taste that good at the airports.
American, American Horror Stories back tonight. And unfortunately, um, Kim Kardashian is in that too. Like, I can't, we can't, we'll never be able to get away from her, y'all. Never. It's really annoying. Pringles is doing a collab with Caviar. I mean, no matter, no rich, no matter how rich a person gets, meaning me, I would never eat caviar. Um, what else? What on here? Somebody hacked Donald Trump Jr.'s. Um, account, Twitter account, and announced his dad died and he's going to be running for president. Yeah. The news is pretty slow today, y'all. I'll check one more source, but there ain't really nothing popping like that. I guess that's a good thing. Besides, the, I mean, they're still trying to avert this government shutdown. Um, their Hollywood people are still on strike. The UAW for four GM still on strike. Um, yeah. Yeah nothing with the news so let's hop over to these reddits and then we'll get into our story time i'm gonna have some educational story time for y'all tonight today we're gonna talk about y'all resumes because <laughs> y'all thought i was playing like last night kicked my butt i'm not going to work because i've been on my job so long but this is for all you job seekers out there you know and it's always good to stay sharp period Let's see. Men who have girlfriends staying over multiple times a week. What is your most I must care for this girl purchase or change for your place? So I know when me and my husband was dating, my husband's really good at accommodating. Like that's one thing that I love about him. So he always makes sure I have my own chargers. Even when we go on a trip to this day, that's the, the good thing about us. Like, I'm OCD when it comes to, like, cleaning and stuff. But my husband, when it comes to, like, chargers and, like, snacks. Like, my husband's going to have all my snacks, chargers, everything that I need, water. Like, he's really good at that. And I love that about him. Um, get y'all a single father. I'm telling you, sometimes the single fathers be doing what must be done to make they woman happy um somebody said a trash can in the bathroom that has a lid only doesn't want to see her whatever very simple and cheap but meaningful a dedicated charger yep charger for the phone upgrade the toilet paper my husband is a baby wipe man so lots of baby wipes I'm allergic to everything to prepare for the first time I ever spent the night at someone's house. He bought all the freight free and clear detergent and washed everything in it so I wouldn't itch. That's bad. That's nice. I presented my girlfriend with her own toothbrush at my place. She cried. I said she should move some stuff over it and we shopped for some basics together. How come 
She didn't have her own toothbrush, is my question. She was spending the night. Shampoo, yada, yada, yada. Someone said her boyfriend got her step stool. How would you react if your brother married your ex? I'm interested. I know my husband says he he wouldn't care, but somebody said laugh and call him dumb. Well, if he did, then he knew my reasons for the breakup and divorce, and then that's on him. Mine lived with my first wife for five years after divorce. I'm pretty sure she had his kid. Dang. They both were poop shows, and I don't F with either of them. Not my circus. I would pity him for his obvious mental illness and would, would disown him. What's falling in love like for men? It's hard to describe, but I feel a strong sense of responsibility and love towards her, like I do anything to help her if needed. I find myself thinking about her randomly while at work or doing something else. I find myself reminiscing and giggling to myself over our past interactions. I feel I've become fiercely loyal to her. To her. Yeah, doing stuff for us is great. It's like the desire to be her hero or safe haven. At the end of the day, I could want nothing more for her but for her to be the person. Yada, yada, yada. So it's like all about protection and stuff. Which is good. That's what we like. What is the hardest lesson a woman has ever taught you? Don't get into a relationship just because you're lonely. You quickly learn that being alone is way better than being with someone who annoys the heck out of you. That she can lie for 20 plus years. That she is who she is and not who you want her to be. Everybody, that lesson goes both ways. That if she wants to hang out with you, she will make time for you. That lesson also goes both ways. Let's see what the women are talking about. Young women who only find older men attractive. Why? That's my question. Because that's creepy. When I've tried dating guys closer to my age, I just haven't been impressed. They've been pushier, ruder, and less respectful of my boundaries. I might be physically attracted to them, but those qualities are so insanely unattractive. And I've only noticed them in under 27 crowd. I think older men can be also pushy because they're like old and set in their way so somebody say yeah the truth is I have some daddy issues it was all about looking more adult when I was a teenager the girls who dated older guys felt more important more special because they weren't dating boys it was something to show off to boast about and 90% of those relationships were toxic and unbalanced hindsight 2020 yeah daddy issues a lot of women are saying let me see one more for your mental health what is something or someone you avoid the list is long but like if I was to just really like have to name something anything that's like overcrowded that I'm not going to go have fun at 
like because I went to somewhere a concert obviously that was fun but like a very crowded mall like I avoid the mall I avoid going places if I do have to go to Walmart I go when there's like nobody there so overcrowded places I avoid them somebody says social media get your own social media alcohol smart toxic friends 97% of my family my daddy always finds a way to turn any discussion into political can't stand it I don't weigh myself regularly I know roughly how much I weigh because my doctor's office weighs me every time I'm just a little overweight according to the BMI I don't have an eating disorder but I have OCD and I'm worried I get upset about maintaining a certain weight that's brave not to weigh yourself because I have to weigh myself sometimes it just reminds me like I gotta chill so lucky lucky you let's go ahead and get into these story times here like I said I got some remote job tips some resume writing things that you guys might need yes cetera yes cetera Uh, I'm still single, 44 years old. So all y'all women out here talking about y'all looking for the man that's six feet tall and dark and all that, say that nonsense. I'm, why am I still single? Explain it to me. <laughs> okay, where are you coming at her now? Well, why, well, is for you? I think men are the pursuers. So why do you think you're single? I refuse to settle. And what is settling to you? Give me examples of what you would consider settling. Well, I live there free. So I don't want a woman who's all about the entourage, trying to live with the Joneses and be with the Joneses and all that. I don't have time for all that. Okay. Is there a woman with kids? I know you don't have any kids. I'll date a woman with kids. I don't mind. As long as you're willing to have my kids, I'll take care of you and your kids. Just have my kids. I have no kids. Okay. So you want a woman that's willing to have kids, and you you would be a stepfather to her children if she has no, I'm gonna be a stepfather. I'm gonna be a father. What? What? Byron coming through. How tall are you? I'm six four. You're six four. Okay. Um, you have no kids, and then you. Okay, so you said you got all the sixes. So I'm assuming you make six figures. All the sixes. So all the women out there looking at the other the other part got that covered too. What y'all talking about? Let's go. Next question. <laughs> I mean, you're saying, so the reason you feel like you're single is because you don't want a woman that wants to live above her means? Is there any other reason? No, I know why I'm single. I'm single because women sit there and talk about what they really want, but they don't really want what they're talking about. They want the they want the wedding, but they don't want the marriage. So I'm, you the cousins out there talking about what you want and all that, save it. You don't want it because I've been single all these years and I'm looking and I'm hunting. Where y'all at? And I'm talking about these black women. I ain't talking about all these other nationalities. No offense to everybody else. I'm talking about my queens. Where y'all at? Be here. Well, Byron, are you, are you going on dates with these women? Kendra, if I told you my story about the women I've been on dates with, you would not you would not even believe it. Trust me, you would not believe give me, it. Give me one. I, Just give me I, one. One, here in Chicago, I left my person home. Stop the nonsense. I'm all about the game. You left your person home. You ain't trying to pay for nothing. I ain't asked you to pay for nothing. But it's okay. 
I'm going to pay for everything and let you run your little game and keep it going. That's just one. These women out here, they talking that nonsense. They're not really. They're not about that life. They're not really trying to be about nothing. They're just talking. They're faking it. All these women out here talking about six-figure men and this and all that. First of all, say the six figures. Because before I made six figures, I still saved and I invested over $30,000 a year. So y'all talking about the man that makes six figures. But if he mended, if he's spending six figures, what are you really getting? If I'm making $70,000 a year, example, if I'm making $70,000 a year, and I'm investing and I'm saving $20,000 a year, what would you rather rent? What would you rather have? The man that's making 100000 and in debt because he's spending his 100000 or the man that's making 70000 and he's investing and saving 20000 So some of y'all women need to get y'all priorities straight. Next question, I'm ready. I've been <laughs> on this show. Lord have mercy, I've been waiting on this show. I've been sitting and listening to women get on here and they bash black men. And I sit there and just accept it and take it for what it is, but I was so happy to get on here so I can tell my story. Y'all got it so confused. It's black men out here ready to be married and ready to slow down, but y'all give us a hard-ass time. Next question. Now, does she have to make a certain amount of money for you? No, she does not. She can work a Dollar General. She can work a Dollar Tree making them $5.75 an hour if she wants to. I'm going to take care of the house. Have my children, period. That's the difference between some of these males and some of these men. Some of these men worried about what you make it. I don't care what you make. I got all that at home. I'll take care of all that. So okay. women at home with a little high school degree and all that, I love you. I ain't got a problem with you. Them doctors and them nurses and all the master's degrees and all that, them people that said they have to put a title on their name, you can say your title. I don't care about your title. Your title means nothing to me. Why don't you like the accomplished woman? I don't have a problem with the woman, but I have a problem with some of, some of the accomplished women. They're about their career, and then they want to settle down and have a man. And I have a problem with that. If you're really about a relationship, then you'll have the man, and whatever that accomplishment happens, they just happen. I don't have a problem with it, but some of the women that be on your show, Kendra, they be talking about, I have a doctorate, I have this, I have that. Man, the average man don't care about what you have. We don't care about all that. You can work at Dollar General. You can work at McDonald's. As long as I can come home and you have my children, you can make me a meal if I need a meal, I'm good to go. Nobody care about all that other stuff. Me personally, I don't. Because all you doctors, all you master's degree people out there, you got student debt and a bunch of it. So I'll take that person at McDonald's with no student debt over you, your little hundred K student debt. Yeah. I'm talking about that because I'm dead freak, so I can talk about all the doctors out there. Let's go. Next question, Ken. They're saying, why are you so angry? I'm, I'll tell you why I'm angry. I'm angry because I listen to your show, and I hear so many women get on this show, and they sit there and say, six figures. First thing they say is six figures. Now, mind you, I didn't make six figures all my life. So you sat there and knocked me because I made the six figures, but I was a good man. Never had kids. Y'all talk about these men out here with all these babies, baby mamas, things of that nature. I never had any of that. I worked hard. I was in the military. I did 15 years. I did my time. So y'all knocked me because I didn't make the money. But that's why I'm angry because y'all sat there and put a price on me, on men like me. So that's why I'm upset. Y'all put a price on men like me. And most men will tell you the most disrespectful 
that's hurtful. And most men won't tell you that. And I'm gonna tell you that's hurtful to us. If I'm making sixty thousand dollars or seventy thousand dollars, you telling me I got to make a hundred thousand dollars? You belittle me as a black man. That's hard. So that's why I come off a little bit angry. Interesting. I mean, he is a woman who works hard and does my thing. Um, one thing that I find it, a problematic with what he said is like, is he does he have a problem with women that are achieving our goals? I think that because women have been progressing so fast and becoming the fastest entrepreneurs, becoming, you know, top earners in our community that now is looked at as like oh you think you better than me like instead of the men rooting us on they more like I just want you at home with raising my kids and it's like dude if we wasn't doing what we're doing now y'all would I mean our whole community would collapse our kids wouldn't go to college or you know and so it's like instead of them cheering us on that we're doing this thing it's like when you say like oh I have a doctorate or oh I have this or I have that it's looked at like oh you hurt my feelings I don't make as much as you and honestly I don't think women would care about how much a man makes but it's just that I think y'all make the biggest difference about it honestly because instead of like I said cheering us on uh, giving us the support we need to keep going you know either one of us you know we could cheer each other on but listen we live in a society where we have to work we're in, we're, we're in a recession so if you want to get you a woman that work at mcdonald's knock yourself out bro but don't get mad when some woman is saying i want a man to give you know give me what i need as far as a woman especially if she's a successful woman she has every right to ask for that just like you have every right or you can get your mcdonald's or a popeye's woman as you stated my friend but you know i just find that problematic when they have a problem with how much i want i see that a lot men don't like when women and i don't even call it bragging that's called achievements Okay, so since I done put y'all in all my damn business, I might as well finish telling y'all the rest of this bullshit. So, this is part two of when I met a dude named Tim and, like, it lost my goddamn mind. So, I told y'all, you know what I'm saying, he had gave me a number, which was his granddaddy number. And, you know what I'm saying, he was like, he'd be at his granddaddy house sometime to call me because he didn't have no cell phone. Now, this was back in mid-2000s, they go say early 2000s, probably about 2007. You know what I'm saying? He was a typical hood nigga. It wasn't like he was, you know, he was he was a ten dollar man. But anyway, so y'all, when we first met each other, this man was so cool. So I'm thinking, you know, goddamn, it's I like this man right here. You know what I'm saying? I want him. I want him. And I was having one back then. Whatever I got, I wanted. I always was like that. I wanted him bad. So every time I would call the number, he would never be there. So I'm like, damn, I got to try to um, get in contact with him some kind of way. I want him bad. So like I said, I'm not from that city, but I had moved there after I graduated high school. But anyway, so I was over my homegirl house one day, and her dude was over there. And I said, you know a dude named Tim? I don't want to say his last name, but. And he was like, you turned out with a chip, too. I said, yeah, he got a chip, too. Now, y'all, I'm so weird. I always thought flaws was so cute. Like, a flaw to me is attractive. It set a person aside from everybody else. So, a chip tooth, I, I love it. 
He said, yeah, I know Tim. He said, but Tim lived with his wife. So I said, what? She, he said, yeah. He said, but I got his numbers on his number. So he gave me Tim's house phone number. So I'm trying to think, how in the hell I'm going to call this man and he married? How am I going to get him on the phone? Because I knew he wanted me just like I wanted him. So one day, I don't know what in the hell persuaded me to call this phone. But I had to cook up a good-ass idea. I know he had told me he had been looking for a job. So I was, I called it. <laughs> I called and act like I was calling her man for an interview. Now, y'all, I talk real, I, I talk real, you know, I can get professional when I need to. So I called her phone and I was like, hello, my please speak with Timothy, such and such. And it was his wife answered the phone. And she was like, who is this? And I said, my name is Yolanda. See, I said my real name so he could remember who I was. I said, this is Yolanda from Manpower. You know, temp service, I'm calling to call her men to come in for an interview for a job. So she didn't say nothing at first. And she said, she said, hold on. And she put the phone down. So I'm thinking she finna go get him, whatever the case may be. So all of a sudden the phone hung up. So I'm like, damn. And all of a sudden I get a call back on that from that number. And I'm thinking it's him. So I'm happy as hell, y'all. I answered the phone, I said, hello. Thank you for calling Manpower. And she said, bitch, <laughs> I know you ain't no damn calling for no Manpower. I know you ain't Tim fucked around. But we really didn't do nothing. But we was going to, I ain't gonna lie, but you know, eventually, but it never happened because I don't know. But I was like, no, we didn't. I said, I don't know him. She said, bitch, stop lying to me. I know you calling for my damn husband. So I'm like, I just hold the phone. And so she called me back. And she was like, look, I don't have no problem with you. She said, Tim always cheating on me. So at that point, she started telling me things that he had told her about me and him meeting that night. And so at this, at this point, I knew she knew. I didn't try, I didn't try to deny it no more. She was, you know, she was like, Tim told me he met you and y'all was all booed up and all this shit. I was like, yeah, we did. She was like, you know, Tim always cheated on me. She said, you see, you see how them cuts on his arms? She said, I cut his ass up so many times for cheating on me. I'm like, God, I got scared then. So me and her began to kind of build a friendship. But see, I'm thinking that I'm going to use that to my advantage because that way I can I can see Tim. I can see Tim when I wanted to. I was young then, so I'm stupid. I, I ain't really thinking about this lady to invite me over to her house. So y'all, one day Tim was at work and she he didn't know this. But she had invited me over to their house. So they had just had a baby. Now, mind you, the baby was a little baby. I was so happy to get over there because I'm thinking to myself, I'm finally finna see him. I'm finally finna see him. Y'all won't believe what happened. Stay tuned for part three. This lady. I'm going to remember her next time because I'm not playing no more of her videos. I have been using ChatGPT to create my resumes lately, and every resume that I have submitted, I have gotten an interview. So I have to show you guys how to do this. ChatGPT tailors your resume in two minutes. So the first thing I do is go and copy the job description for the job that I'm interested in applying to. So I go over to Indeed, and then I just copy. Then I go over to Google, and I type in ChatGPT. 
This is the one that I always use, but you can use the one that you're most comfortable with. Now I tell the AI exactly what I need. I need a perfect resume for this job description. The resume should have quantifiable accomplishments using SARS. The skills section should have universal selling propositions. I want you to make sure that the spelling is accurate. And then I also give it some information about my job history. Now I paste the job description. Now you'll see me paste the job description using control V. And you will see ChatGPT do its thing. I mean, it is crazy. After ChatGPT does its thing, I go over to Microsoft Word and I paste this information into Word and tweak the resume. Now I've went to Microsoft Word and paste the resume and I have tweaked. And look how perfect this resume is. I mean, like so far, I'm 10 out of 10 for interviews with these resumes. Like, guys. You have to head over to ChatGPT now. Or if you want me to do it for you, it'll cost you $100, but you'll get that job. <laughs> Follow me for more job tips. Yo, I, I hear about ChatGPT, but I got to play around with it when I get more or less busier. But if that is the case, then where have you been all my life? A lot of us are looking for the non-phone work-from-home jobs, so let me tell you which job titles to look out for. Best jobs for non-phone entry-level are, these are going to be your jobs listed as claims, moderators, customer advocates, and it's real tricky with the customer advocate ones because I've seen a lot of customer advocate descriptions say that you may have to do some outbound calls, but I have seen a lot that just say specifically emails, chats things like that so you just have to kind of like check the description but these are the most common ones and then i'm actually going to take it a step further and let you guys know some of the most common employers that offer non-phone positions and keep in mind for these employers and these different jobs you may not want to use the same exact resume if you're applying for like a claims position you want to use your claims resume if you apply for a strictly data entry job you may want to do you know your data entry or your customer service resume if you need help with how to format your resume to match these job descriptions i did go ahead and enter some templates above but these are all of the employees that i've seen this year in the last two months offer non-phone positions so baby i know i did find this bad job get ready honey get ready i hope somebody i'm praying somebody that follows me gets this job if you get it you get the interview and stuff wait about it until you're a weekend and then share the testimony let's do it let's start doing it like wait till you a weekend wait till you a weekend nah nah nah, nah. once you get that off of that on the end reach out to me and tell me what's up all right y'all let me get right into it airbnb is hiring remote they have another position of hey baby Hit that one, administrative visa part. Boom. All right. 
gonna pop up. Airbnb, Airbnb was born to 2007. I want to tell y'all something. I had an Airbnb out there in Florida once, y'all. When I tell you this house was so nice, because a lot of times when you go to Florida, you know, the parking sucks, like, sometimes. It depends on what part of Florida. But I had Miami, Florida that I had to go to, so I had rented out this house. But anyway, long story short, because I don't want to put y'all all up in my pieces too much, but those that follow me and hop on my live, you know. If you know, you know. So, um, best experience ever. Nice house. Um, it was like a three-bedroom. Was it three bedrooms? Four or something like that. I know one of the rooms had bunk beds. Okay, she's going to keep yakking, but yes, this Airbnb administrative business partner is supposed to pay $45 an hour, so y'all search for that Airbnb, let me know, let me know. Keep watching this. If you're someone that is currently looking for a job while you have a job, or you're just somebody that's wanting to add a second job and you don't want your first job to find out about it, keep watching this. So recently I discovered that this website has all the right information out there, including how much we make, how long we've been on our current job, and y'all need to check it out. Basically, you'll go on there, request your report, you know. So she's talking about Equifax, and you can find your report and all the jobs that you worked at, what's showing up, and the way to get around that is you'll have to, like, free. So if you are applying for a job and you don't want someone else to know what other job you might be working at pretty much have to freeze your data so that's what she's saying with freezing this report there is a con the biggest con is if you're trying to apply for new employment and they can't verify this information they may ask you for proof including like a pay stub or something like that but nonetheless they won't have access to all of this information you'll kind of be in control of that i just wanted to basically let you guys know that there is a website like this that exists that has all the information on there so if you want to know what access these people have when you're applying for these jobs be sure to go on there and keep in mind not all employers use this but a lot of the major companies do so if you know you work for a major company definitely check this out look at your report mm-hmm. let me tell you something if you let somebody move in your house you- that's that lady again miraculously was able to call 911 before she passed away oh my god now after the slaying of his two beautiful daughters he disappears he disappears for years yasser saeed was born on january 27 1957 in egypt he came to the u.s on a student visa in 1983 and became a permanent resident in 1987 he worked as a taxi cab driver and yasser married an american woman named patricia in february of 1987 after they got married they ended up having two daughters and one son amina sarah and islam yasser would often spy on his daughters by video or audio recording them without their knowledge sometimes he would even film them and make crude comments about them and it was even said that he had messed with them in unspeakable ways 
<laughs> a police report was filed about the essay, and the girls did give detailed statements to them. However, when the state decided that they were going to prosecute him, Patricia, their mother, allegedly brought the girls back into the police department and had them tell the investigators that they lied about everything and they made it all up. The girls felt very trapped. They just really didn't know what to do. They were definitely not allowed to have boyfriends. However, Amina had a crush on a guy and she began to secretly like have her little boyfriend. His name was Joseph Marino. He made her so happy and made her feel less alone. However, she quickly began to feel very anxious about her relationship with him because she knew her father was watching her. Eventually, their father found a note that Amina had wrote Joseph. When he went up to confront Amina, this is when she said that she was writing these notes to an imaginary friend. However, he did not buy it and he was in Raged. I can't imagine how scared she was. He was going off. Her father was trying to get the name of Joseph out of her. However, she was so afraid that if her father found out Joseph's name, that he would find him and harm him, that she refused to give her father his name while he struck her over and over and over again, but she wouldn't tell him that it was Joseph. So Yasser decided to pack up the whole entire house and his family and move everybody 20 miles away into another little town in a new house over this. Because of this, Amina made plans to run away with Joseph, get married in Las Vegas, and start a new life. Joseph dropped out of high school to get a job and start making money so that he could save up enough to help Amina leave. And after Christmas in 2007, Amina and Sarah ran away with their mother, Patricia. They all packed up and went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Amina's boyfriend, Joseph, had family at. Now, they were actually really happy for a while, but Patricia, the mother, started having second thoughts, felt bad, and reached out to their father, Yasser. The girls didn't know it. Once they got back in town, Patricia told the girls that they were going to the house and that they were going to be staying there with Yasser, their father. Now, Sarah reluctantly agreed. She said, okay, if you think it's going to be safe, if you think it's going to be fine, and dad's not going to be too upset, too mad, I'll go. But Amina flat out refused. She said, I'm going to go stay at my friend's house. And that's what she did. And then a few days later, Patricia drove to this friend's house where Amina was and began to pound on the door, like pound on the door. Amina, come out, come out, come out. When she finally got to speak to Amina, she told her that she needed to come home. She had to come home. Her father had forgiven her and that she needed to come home and be around the family. And Amina refused. She did not want to go. On the following day, January 1st of 2008, Yasser told the two girls that he wanted to take them out to dinner to make amends. Like he had had a change of heart. He wanted to sit down and speak to them. He missed his daughters. He loved his daughters. And just come to dinner with me is what he said. Patricia stayed at home. However, tragically, Yasser had no intentions on making amends with his daughters or telling them that he had forgiven them or that he was wrong. He actually drove the two girls in his taxi cab some distance. Yeah, and then he killed them. <sighs> well, I didn't want to end on that one. That's just kind of what happened, but I'll be back tomorrow. Um, how do you think of the job tips? I like them. I like them. I think we got to keep going. We got to stay fresh out here, guys. Those are these work from home jobs. Get your home office set up. Nice. Nice. All right. I'll be back tomorrow.